You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. What is up, everybody? I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and your host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. But today, we're not podcasting from Seattle. We're podcasting from Maui because weird stuff is going on in Seattle, not just the riots and all that stuff, but I think we're going to have a shutdown. We're going to have a shutdown of probably at least a month. It sounds like that's what's happening and so I'm over here getting a little vacation in before we head into the nine months of rain and drizzle in Seattle and non-essential travel is, is, was okay when I left. Probably when I fly back on Monday, it will not be okay. Non-essential travel. Don't do it. Can't have it. Don't do, don't do Thanksgiving. Don't do Christmas. Don't do New Year's. Don't want to increase the cases of the Rona, because those are exploding. That's the word we're getting. That's the message we're getting. I don't know. I don't buy all of it, but I'll do what I can to make other people happy and maybe not infect some old people or compromised people that um, if they get it, it's far worse for them than me. So what we're talking about today is a genius idea. What this bank is recommending is a is taxing work-from-home people to help the economy. Let's get into it. And this is a, what article? This is CBS, CBS News. Middle of the road, right? Uh, I don't trust any media anymore other than what I read. And I go, does that make sense? No, that doesn't make sense. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining me. I try and provide this perspective that's a little bit different. Let's run into it. A perspective that isn't tainted by a bunch of outside whatever's going on out there because Media has not given us the full scoop on anything. The coronavirus pandemic has revealed a stark division in the labor force, with white-collar professionals working from home while service workers find themselves toiling on the front lines, often for lower pay. Now one bank, Deutsche Bank, has a novel idea to level the playing field, and that is tax people working from home to help others who aren't getting the same advantages. See how this is structured? It's like we are helping people out by providing a tax. It's kind of like in real estate when we do a price improvement, and I put air quotes around that because it just means the property is overpriced, and by improving the price for you, we're giving you a great deal. We should do this deal because not only does it help us as a big bank with a lot of real estate holdings, it helps you as the consumer because maybe you're getting screwed because you can't work from home. Here's a tax that we're going to do on all those other people. We're just going to start taxing people willy-nilly. Let's just, let's tax them. Let's tax them. Let's just tax everybody a lot and we'll just all share the money. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here. But super specifically for people working from home, even, even people who don't want to work from home, let's just tax those guys anymore. We know they, we know they'd rather go into the office. Half these people would rather go into the office. Anybody who says, I want to work at home for longer, make my life more miserable. No, that's not happening. In a report from Deutsche Bank on how to rebuild the economy after COVID-19, economic experts from Deutsche Bank propose a 5% daily tax on each employee who works from home. 5%. Now, when you look at the actual numbers, it doesn't seem like that much, but I don't want anybody taxing me 5% just because of government-mandated coronavirus thing, pandemic. Oh, yeah, tax me. No, don't tax me. The money could be used to help lower-income workers who have taken on greater risk because their jobs can't be done remotely, it said. The bank noted that the shift to remote work 
turbocharged by the pandemic, seems likely to last for the long term. In the US, and, and hence the need for taxes to cover big banks, real estate holdings that are sitting and doing nothing because nobody's working in them and nobody's working in them for the near future. Well into 2021, there's no way anybody's going back to the office until well into 2021. In the U.S., the number of people working remotely increased tenfold during the onset of the pandemic. And 56% of U.S. workers now work remotely. In the U.K., 47% do. So like half. So if you can tag half of these people working at home, just a little tiny 5% tax, oof, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to just slosh around. The sudden shift to work from home means that for the first time in history, a big chunk of people have disconnected themselves from the economy, Deutsche Bank writes. Let's stop there. Have they really disconnected themselves from the economy? Or they've just disconnected themselves from the economy that is benefited by big corporate culture? Working downtown, working in the downtown offices. Yeah, those downtown economies are not doing well. But the suburban economies, you talk about total divergence. I mean, you want to go talk about people in Amazon uh, warehouses in Kent, Washington, where I, near where where I'm situated. Those people are hopping. They are they are not disconnecting. They are engaging because everybody's ordering stuff from home. So it, I think it's just moved. They haven't disconnected themselves from the economy. Yeah, people aren't going into the high-rise office buildings. They aren't doing lunch there. They aren't doing their dry cleaning. They're not working out there midday at their gym. They're not doing any of that stuff. But it doesn't mean they're disengaged. They're doing other stuff. They're doing other stuff like hiring local babysitters because they, they, they need to go out and do something or take a walk. Parents need to take a walk by themselves. Whatever it is that parents with little kids do, they're doing it. People are buying more stuff for their kids at home because their kids at home are doing school. How many more computers have been purchased? How many more, all the stuff that you need for high-speed internet? How about a high-speed internet? How about all this stuff on Amazon? People are engaging. They're just engaging way differently. It's, it, it's, it's weird. It's just a weird, weird time, right? The bank contends that these workers benefit from convenience and save money directly because they don't have to pay for commuting costs, take out lunches, or dry cleaning work clothes. Don't have to do any of that. No, but they've got it. They've got more heat. They've got more stuff, more energy consumption going on at home. You've got all this other infrastructure that people have had to make do with and put themselves in uncomfortable working conditions. Cause guess what? If you weren't set up for working from home pre pandemic, when the pandemic hit, you weren't ready either then, right? You had to kind of make do. You've got, you've got this little space in your office that, you used to just kind of go in there on a Saturday and do it, you know, pretend that you're paying the bills or pretend you're, you know, planning out how to pay off your mortgage, all that stuff. Oh, that's the den area. That's where I go to. I really get some really important work done. Now you're working there all the time. You're working there five, six days a week because let's be honest, I'm going to put a little of that stuff off. I'll probably get to that on Saturday. A lot of that stuff going on, but that's your choice. If you've still got a job and you're still getting paid, you're doing something right. And guess what? A lot of businesses not going back to work anytime soon. So do we tax you guys just a, just a small smidge of a 5% tax of your daily gross pay? We're going to give you guys now 95% of your pay because there's other people. This gets really fuzzy, doesn't it? 
Yeah. The bank contends that these workers benefit from convenience and save money. Yes, that is true. However, there's the flip side of that, and that's what big banks are not looking at. But it means that the millions of businesses that have grown up to support office-based workers won't be able to recover. All right. So you've got a change of business plan. That's what you got to do. You got to reinvent yourself. That's just what we're doing. Because businesses that were super popular pre-pandemic, now not necessarily so popular. Travel industry one. Me coming over here to Hawaii. It, it is gruesome. I mean, every every other seat basically on the airplane is empty. I mean, in a low margin business, air travel not happening. A lot of hotels here in Maui they're not open. There's a lot of stuff that's closed down. I mean, you're just gonna you're gonna have more and more of that, and you're gonna have more and more industries. The whole airline industry is gonna take a whack. I mean, they're taking a whack right now. Boeing had their second month in a row of no jet orders. All this stuff comes together. And why do I talk about it on a real estate podcast? Like I've said, it all kind of has to do, everything is interrelated. It's the big gigantic food chain. It's the trickle down effect or the trickle up effect, whatever it is. It's all related. And so when you've got an economy where you've got some people working from home, other people not working from home, some businesses be able to make it go. Some businesses won't be able to make it go. You just kind of deal with it. If your business is one of those that hasn't been able to make it go, should we prop you up with another business? No. You got to figure it out. That's just, that's capitalism. Figure it out. Don't have other people pay for stuff just because we think it's a great idea. It's kind of called socialism. Instead of calling for the government to support businesses that are no longer useful, such as a downtown sandwich shop that has lost customers who worked in nearby office towers, it calls for other workers to help fund the transition for the mass of people who have suddenly been displaced by forces outside their control. So a lot of people would say, uh, you can't really go around just taxing one group of people, or can you? I think you can. I think you can get away with that. But this tax is so... <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. And that's why I had to read this article. That's why I had to get into this because it's it's just like, really? You're, you're honestly proposing that. What do you think the committee meeting was at Deutsche Bank where they're like, let's get, get together for a study and let's figure out if we just taxed people a small smidge of 5% of their gross earnings, what would that look like? What would that do? All right. Yeah, let's run with that. I would have loved to have been in that that study session or that planning session. So you're going to do what? You're going to propose a tax on work-from-home people to fund the other people? How are you going to get that money to them? Oh, we're just going to let the government do it. Uh-huh. All right. Good luck with that. Many will have to take low-paid jobs while they retrain or figure out their next step in life. From a personal and economic point of view, it makes sense that these people should be given a helping hand, the bank writes. Those who are lucky enough to be in a position to disconnect themselves from the face-to-face -face economy owe it to them. These people aren't necessarily choosing to work from home. This is a situation that governors across the United States have dictated, you guys are going to work from home. And we know it's probably the right thing to do. Do we even really know that? I mean, does it really, does the coronavirus spread? Does it get slowed down that much? Is, is it cost effective? That's my bottom line. Is it cost effective? I don't know. We're going to probably spend years and years talking about, well, yeah, we, we think it was. We saved some lives. We saved some lives. All right. 
Would those lives have been saved anyway? Uh, don't really know. The typical American working from home draws a $55,000 salary. Deutsche Bank calculated, putting the amount of impact of a tax at about $10 a day or $2,500 per year. I bet you these people are spending more than $2,500 per year working at home um, just on nonsense that they wouldn't have had to in their other normal daily lives. Yeah, they have less commuting costs and that kind of stuff, but I bet you people have spent $2,500 on just a bunch of silliness to make their work from home situation palatable, just like like tolerable. That's roughly the amount a worker might spend on commuting, lunch, and laundry, which means the tax will leave them no worse off than if they had chosen to go into the office. These people don't have a choice to go into the office. They are dictated, they are mandated that they work from home. And now you're going to tax them. See how that works out. It could raise up to $48 billion in the United States, the study suggested. All right, but if you raise a tax on anybody in the United States, even just a little bit, you're going to raise billions and billions of dollars because we got a lot of people. There's a lot of people. So any tax you throw out. This one to me was just kind of one of those, you guys really put that, that strategy together? Jared Walkazik's butchered that name, Vice President of State Projects at the Conservative Tax Foundation, called it clickbait. Yeah, it's good clickbait. What? A big bank wants to tax everybody who works from home? Who could possibly come up with that? Deutsche Bank. Thank you, local Deutsche Bank. The proposed remote work tax doesn't fix a problem. And this is the quote from the guy who doesn't like this tax. The proposed work tax doesn't fix a problem. It doesn't even identify a problem worth fixing. It simply enacts a penalty on those to work remotely, Walkajek said. Andrew Hunter, co-founder of job search and engine Adzuna, predicted the tax would be incredibly unpopular. What? Shocking. Imagine that. A tax on one group of people that had no choice in where they actually work? Unpopular? No. Tell me it's not so. It punishes progressive companies and those with kids or caring responsibilities who are responsible during the pandemic, who are already taking on more costs and helping the environment by staying at home. Oh, now we throw in the environmental aspect of it. All right, you're no longer going into these big carbon-burning downtown building projects, even if you're in a green building. I'm going to throw all those big buildings under the bus and say, oh, not good for the economy. Not, not, good, for the, uh, uh, not good for the environment. So now we're bringing in the whole environmental issues concern. People staying at home, less of a carbon footprint, less driving, less gas consumption. So I mean, all this stuff is is you can you can argue back and forth, but this one to me, taxing people who work from home, that is absolutely ludicrous. It's like, why don't you just start taxing everybody for everything? Just like like kind of like you already do. And when I say you, I mean governments and these geniuses that come up with these kind of plans. Well, if we just throw a little tax on the American public workers who are already having a hard time working from home. How many people do you know that are, unless you have a big mansion or something, how many people do you know that are really pumped about working from home for another six months or so? I mean, like, just let's do this. Yeah, I'd, I'd pay it. I'd pay a 5% tax of my income to keep working from home. Yeah. No, there's nobody saying that. I don't think so. I mean, do you guys, if you're working from home and you want to stay working home from home, let me know. But I think a lot of people 
are kind of like, all right, yeah, I don't want to work from home forever, but while the coronavirus is out there, I'm willing to stay home and make that work because I think that's a good judgment call. Yep, I can get behind that. But if people want to start going back to the office and if there's ways to make offices safe, we've been told based on the data and the science in the state of Washington that for several months now, it's been okay to go to work under these conditions. You will not have cases rise with the Rona. We're going to control this thing. We're going to make this bad boy kind of go away. Well, that hasn't happened, but it's not because people are going to the offices. No, it's because of social gatherings. I mean, that's where we know this stuff comes from. In my state, state of Washington, I think we're going to have um, bars and restaurants cut back to just basically um, delivery services here very shortly. It's why I'm here in, in Maui, getting a quick vacation in before the big shutdown, which coincides with our beginning of our really crappy weather in Seattle. And I say crappy, but it's you can live with it. It's just rain and drizzle for like nine months. And every now and then you'll see that huge yellow thing in the sky and go, oh, that's right, that's the sun. So a lot of people are looking at their scenarios going, I don't really want to keep working from home, but I will do it. But if I had the opportunity to go into the office probably a couple of days a week right now, I would probably jump at that chance. So I think that's where we transition out. After we get through, I guess it's outbreak number three that we're dealing with right now with the coronavirus. I keep saying three, but I kind of view it as the first outbreak that we had from in January, February, March, specifically like February, March. That has all been kind of one big outbreak. And then now we're looking at cases rising. And that to me is kind of outbreak number two. But media wants to spin it as this is the third big outbreak. All right. Yeah, maybe. It's all kind of in there together, right? I mean, we all, we carry all these numbers forward, just all oh, total number of it's 210 million, whatever, whatever, all the statistics. I don't even really pay attention to them anymore. I pay attention to the number of deaths in Washington for whatever reason. And those have stayed pretty low for a population of 7 million in the state of Washington. We've got like 20, not even 2,500 deaths. And half of those, you know, were just people they, ah, we need funding. We need funding at the hospital. We know he died of some other cause. Let's give him a Rona. He might have had Rona. It's unknown, but let's give him a Rona. So you know half those figures, and I'm totally making up numbers, but this podcast is based on the data and the science. So half of those 2,500 number of people, they probably died from something else, but oh, let's give him a Rona because we make more money when we call it a Rona. And you create fear and instill fear of people, and then you can control their actions and you can tax them. That's what we're doing. But I don't think this tax here, <laughs> this tax here with Deutsche Bank proposing it, that is a no-go. But it's fun to talk about because it's such a ludicrous idea. What do you guys think? Do, do you guys want to be taxed to continue staying at home so that your money can probably not go to those other people who don't have a choice to stay at home or not? No. No. I think this is a silly concept, but it's what's being thrown out because during the era of the Rona, we got some weird stuff going on and companies that have a lot of real estate, particularly commercial real estate holdings, they are looking at ways of holding on. A proposed tax of 5% five per, five of work from home people, yeah, that is one way to raise money, but not necessarily take care of the people that are probably hurting. And it punishes people, like I just said, people who are already taking on more costs and helping the environment by staying at home. I think the more costs to me is 
there's a lot more expenses that if people really looked at their budgets, people working from home, they are spending, they're not spending money on vacations and that kind of thing. But at some point in time, you're like, we're going to buy something new for the house. We're going to do something. And I don't think there's this huge, enormous tax savings or, you know, just basically consumption savings by people working from home that they should be taxed on and give to other people, probably not give to other people because that's just how taxes work, right? It just, all these taxes basically just go to fund a large portion of the government propping themselves up, doing their thing, bloated government. That's where we're at. But if we do see more stories on along these lines, I will report them right here for you on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Love to have you subscribe. I'm out of here. I'm going to go do some snorkeling and hang out at the beach and not think about drizzly, rainy, gray Seattle for at least another couple of days. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will catch you guys on the next one. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.